Welcome back to Bootstrappers, the podcast that helps entrepreneurs scale their businesses with remote teams. I'm your host, Gwen Aspen of Anaquim, where we've helped hundreds of companies with highly skilled remote professionals. Joining me now is a working mom who has mastered productivity. Lindsay Savage is a mother of three, a legal executive for a Fortune 500 company, the president-elect of the National Conference of Women's Bar Associations, and a military spouse who still manages to move mountains in her professional and personal life. Today, you'll learn the three keys to how we juggle family commitments and work engagements while still managing to squeeze in time for friends and fun because you can do anything, but you can't do everything. So welcome, Lindsay, to the podcast. Hi, Gwen. Thanks for having me today. So I have to tell everybody, the reason why we're having this podcast is because this summer I found a tweet and I just thought it was absolutely hilarious. And it's it's from this guy named John Franklin who runs a gym software company. He's really prolific on Twitter. And he wrote, I love these morning routine videos by 23-year-old productivity experts with no real-life obligations. Oh, wow. You wake up at 6 a.m., stretch, drink coffee, and read a book. And then he wrote GTFOH, which means get the freak out of here in a nice way, like in a nice mom way. And he says, I want my productivity advice from a working mom with four kids and no childcare. Well, John Franklin, here here's the podcast for you because Lindsay is one of, is the mo- probably the most productive person I've ever met in my life. She is a senior vice president, right? Vice president at a corporate law firm. It's a Fortune 500 company that you know about, but we didn't get cleared by legal, so we can't tell you which one. She's the president-elect of the National Conference of Women's Bar Associations. And in addition to that, she's a military spouse and has three amazing children. Like, how do you do it all? Like, how? I mean, no one knows, but what, we're going to find out today. We're going to find out today. <laughs> but um, I was like, oh, my gosh, Lindsay, this has to be a podcast because we are pretty productive. We lived next to each other for a month this summer. We worked remotely. And so I've seen her in action and it's really amazing. So we thought we'd boil this down to just three ways that we are more productive because we have to be, there's like no other option. And Lindsay, just let's get, get it clear. Are you meditating in the morning? Like, I am am talking about waking up to my children asking me questions about how strong is titanium. And if you wrapped it around a potato, could you stick a fork in it? That sounds like quite the the wake up call. So, so you weren't doing the cold plunge or doing grounding exercises while you were being asked about the strength of titanium? Maybe someday, maybe someday. And I think that's an important point to make here, right? Is that these are different seasons in our life. And there may have been a season in my life where I could, you know, wake up at 6 a.m. and get some things done. But also, I'm not a morning person in general, so I probably wouldn't have done it anyway. But again, seasons of life and different seasons, we do different things. And you you talked about the military spouse aspect, like sometimes my husband has been deployed and he's not around. And so life looks a little different during those times, too. Yeah. So you're like in the middle of a hurricane, you have three kids in a hurricane shelter, no electricity, and somehow you're getting on the internet for some kind of generator. 
a I generator. True story. This is true story, everyone. <laughs> Lived through Hurricane Ida, decided to stick it out in uh, outside of New Orleans, and still five managed to five work. Days, five days total. Well, the most important thing was hooking up the generator to the Wi-Fi router. Most important thing. Still got the the job done. Okay, so let's talk about prioritizing. So, how do you really look at prioritizing in a in a true way for your family? So looking at it both as a family and individually, right? So making sure that we have the most important things that we as a family want to do and that we individually as people in our family want to do. So for me, one of my really important things that I prioritize is spending time with my family and friends that live in places different than me since we live all these different places. And so that's right. What ended up, what made us end up next door to each other this past summer. Mm -hmm. So I knew we were going to move. But I knew it was a priority to get back to Northern Michigan to spend some time there. And so I kind of build in this big vacation slash work remotely slash kids go to camp, you know, get that whole experience. And that was a priority. And then we just built everything else around that. And you plan that a year in advance. So I think like advanced planning is really part of your magic is that you and John talk about what you want and you plan like one in two years ahead of time, really. Definitely. And then we also have like plan A, B, C, D, E, F, G, right? Because things always change. And so I think that when you have the priorities set and you know, okay, it's important to have an experience where we're spending time with family and friends. Well, maybe that looks like going on a vacation, you know, living, so living somewhere else other than home, but maybe that can't happen. So for example, during COVID, my plan during COVID was to go do this that, at that time and it didn't work out. We couldn't travel during that time. And so you kind of have to roll with it and come up with different, different things that happen. But at the same time, the priority stays the same. Mm -hmm. So it's just kind of that focus. Okay, well, it doesn't work to do it this way. So how can we get to it another way? Maybe that means, you know, different zoom events were happening during covid or sneaking away to travel with just you know a small group of people in a really safe spot and, and driving somewhere instead of flying those kinds of things so you're clear um, on the priorities so the other priorities you have are are what oh well so we we sat down actually when we before we got married and we wrote like a marriage constitution we called it where we really set out the different priorities for our marriage and what we wanted our life to look like and so that was really a fun thing to do. And it's also fun to sort of reflect back and see, you know, we had some high aspirations of international travel every year, right? We want to see at least one new country every year. Obviously that's not going to happen every year. Um, and so for example, way of pivoting one year, we were living in a, in a foreign country and we were about to have another child. And so we're like, maybe this is not the year where we're like, we're already living in a foreign country. Maybe we can like say, okay, this year we don't have to see a new foreign country, right? This is enough. Um, and so, but just going back to that and always remembering what our priorities are as a family. So we like to have dinner together as much as possible. We like to spend family quality time together. Um, we like to travel. So if you have we dinner, like to... let's go back to the basics, like where people really are. So dinner, how do you actually have dinner as a family when you have three kids and different activities and maybe your work goes late? John may have, a, like, how do you actually make that happen? Like the actual well, cooking back process. To the priorities, right? So we go to back to the priorities. So we only have the kids do one activity at a time, because if you have three kids in three activities, that's just not not doable. We did that for a, we did we learned that the hard way, right? We got really eager. 
But during COVID, we also realized that scaling back was, was okay and that we came to value that at home time. So one of my favorite things is my Instant Pot. So that's kind of this thing where you set it and forget it. You can throw some food in. It's like a crock pot, but with a uh, pressure cooker. So there's really easy recipes. Like you can throw a jar of salsa and chicken into the Instant Pot and set it. And then in a few hours, or not even a few hours, in 30 minutes, you can have a really great meal called salsa chicken in our house. <laughs> and you put it on a tortilla and it's done. <laughs> Uh, but so you're eating both. together. But we're eating together. And so those are things, again, planning, planning it out, trying to figure it out. Another thing that I did during certain seasons of life is I found local caterers that did family meals and they would deliver it to our house. So sometimes when things were really, really busy, I would just set it up so that it was delivered at you know 4 p.m. on Tuesday and we get three meals for the week and you just pop them in the oven and they're ready to go. I've done that so too. those were great. Yeah, as a fellow working mom who's had all the different child cares, all the different life experiences, all the seasons, our big thing is dinner together, but I'm not known for my cooking, but we light candles regardless of the food quality. So even if I burn pizza, it will be candlelit, burnt, frozen pizza. But I have done the catering at certain stages in life. Right now, we're really into um, HelloFresh because yes, it's time together with the teenagers to cook together and they're actually like participating in that so that's kind of what we're doing now but the meal planning for the meals can be stressful but you don't have to do that if that's not a priority that you plan elaborate meals and the priority is just that you're together you know you can improvise so um and then you still make time to volunteer right because it's always been important to you Yes, volunteering is always a priority. So as you mentioned in the intro, I'm the president-elect for the National Conference of Women's Bar Associations. So I'm very actively involved in bar associations and just giving back to the legal community and the legal profession. So that's been very important to me. I've served on other boards in the past and I try to just say sort of one one nonprofit thing at a time. Mm -hmm. So I've been on the board of the Military Spouse Advocacy Network in the past. So the military spouse um, aspect is super important to me. So I try to find things that are of importance to me personally, and then dedicate my time there. And then say well. no so to all the well. other things. Cause once people know you're good at volunteering, you get like all kinds of requests, especially if you're a good board member, people are like, ah, oh, we need a good board member. I'm like, no, no, I'm not doing that. So you have to be very intentional about what you do. And again, like right. the, just choose one thing, choose one board at a time. And exactly. don't do and more. And then have a, have a list of friends that you can recommend for the other ones that you get asked. I think that's also really important because it might not be a good opportunity for you right now, but if you recommend somebody in your network for it, and maybe in a few years you're ready, you know, you still have people in that, in that group and you can help strengthen that organization, even if you're not directly involved. The, the other thing to childcare. So you have three kids and how old are your kids again? 10, 8, and 6. 10, 8, and 6. And you have made this very amazing career happen with your husband being deployed, you know, a lot of the time. And you've done it with what? How do you manage childcare in your life? So we, we've hodgepodge things together over the years. And it basically comes down to the different seasons of life. But since my youngest was two, we have been hosting au pairs. And that became a life. What's, an, so an, au, au what's an au pair? Is, 
Yeah. <laughs> Somebody who is a um, 18 to 26 year old from another country who comes to the U.S. to study and help with childcare. And it's a cultural exchange. They come and they live in your home with you. They provide up to 45 hours of childcare. And, but also just really are part of your family, which has been really fun also. And so because we had lived internationally, when we moved back from living overseas, we wanted to still have that exposure to other cultures. So we've been hosting our pairs. So I guess that's been four to five years now. Um, so how many have you had? Really so we have hosted, I think we're on our seventh au pair. So during COVID, it got a little weird, right? Because they weren't allowing au pairs to come into the country. And so there were some sort of shorter terms, but usually an au pair will stay with you for a year. And that's kind of the term. Some of them stay up to, they can stay up to two years. But having somebody, so for us right now, all my kids are in school. Again, different seasons of life, different different issues. So what we really need help with is in the morning. So if I'm traveling or John's traveling, we need somebody to just help in the morning, get the kids off to school. If we have to leave, we're gone for work, we're not here. And then also getting them home from school. And then also helping them just get their backpacks un, you know, unpacked, help with homework, get everything going. And, and sometimes they do dinner as well. And then I'll just sort of step out of my office since I work from home and, and wander over so that I can at least sit with them while they eat, even if I'm not directly eating with them sometimes, but still there for that, that nice time. I think another thing that's really important is when you're hosting an au pair, it's an ability to have somebody else as part of your sort of care team, we call it. So it's sort of, especially with three kids going from like zone defense back to man on man defense. Right. Mm. And so it also allows for better quality time with each kid. So I'm. And that's one of your, that's one of your priorities, right? One-on-one time with the kids. Exactly. So coaching my daughter's softball team. So I'm able to go to her games or her practices totally dedicated to her. The boys are home with the au pair or sometimes a babysitter if the au pair is gone or something. So, okay, so we we really had three things that we were doing. We were talking about prioritizing, outsourcing, and simplifying. And so right. we got a little more into the outsourcing, <laughs> but I think that that's the interesting thing that people are curious about. It's like, how do you outsource activities that normally the family undertakes? And so you kind of have to decide for your family, you know, what you're going to do, what you're going to outsource. And I know we were talking that our generation, the – millennial like the older millennials we were taught that we can do anything but then we ended up internalizing it is that we have to do everything and that's completely impossible and so I think our generation has to get more comfortable with outsourcing delegating making sure that the things that are low priority for us uh, happen um, but that we don't have to be the ones to do it and so right exactly and I think there's so much sort of people get so they internalize well if I'm not doing it I'm failing and that's just so not true so what I do is I take all the things I don't like to do and I outsource those like including what like talk about some of the other ways that you life hacks that you have because I do think you're specifically better at this than other people which has led to your success so just like well, list like them off. I don't like going in stores. I don't like going in stores. I don't like you get shopping. Everything. Like grocery shopping. Get it delivered. Or I do, you know, COVID really opened up the online pickup, the, the curbside pickup. That became a real lifesaver for me because I could still sort of go to the store. You don't have to pay a delivery fee. It's free. But it allowed me to save all that time of, 
uh, or actually not even save the time. It's more of a time shifting. So I will do my grocery orders like at night when I'm just sitting there on my phone real quick, go through the grocery orders. It's really quick because you can do the repeat orders, grab all my usuals, and then you just figure out a good time to pick it up. Or ideally, you know, sometimes I have my husband pick it up on his way home from work. You know, he's going by there anyway. Um, so for groceries, just not having to have that event of like going into the store, especially with small children. I it's the worst. never found joy in bringing small children to the grocery store and especially during COVID with all the jerks. Um, and so that really changed our lifestyle there and clothes shopping. I mean, I use, like I work remotely, so I only go to my office usually once a month or so. And but your so office is in I New just, York city. So you have to look like right, super good. Right. It's not like right. Omaha, Nebraska, where really you can roll in anything. You like have to look nice. So how do you do that? I got to get put together. So I use something called Rent the Runway where you can rent different clothes. And then the thing is you don't have to wear the same thing every time, right? Because if, even if I had a nice wardrobe at home, I'd end up wearing the same thing. And so if you only see me once a, once a month, I'm going to wear the same thing every, every, every month. And then it looks like I just have, you know, three outfits. So this allows me to rotate it. And it's also, you know, I would say, you know, a little bit better for the environment in some ways, right? Like I'm not buying a bunch of clothes and throwing them out later. Um, so that's Well, a, it simplifies your life because you'll never have to organize some giant closet of a bunch right. of clothes. And so that you simplify. So your three things that you do to make your life work is you prioritize and you outsource and you simplify. So by using Rent the run Runway, you probably have a small closet of clothes that you have. And so then you don't have to organize. Right. You don't have to upkeep things like not no owning things. No dry. You don't have to go to the dry. Oh, wow. Yeah. So down a task. And then um, the other thing is if you with small children, you get so much crap in your house. I bet you just don't even bring that stuff in. Like I, I just throw it out before it even gets you know, into that's... my house. Right. We're working on that. That is definitely something that's always a challenge, right? Um, but br not bringing things in. Or the other thing that I like to do is if I do bring something in, only touch it once, right? So like if your mail, if you're going through your mail, instead of setting your mail on the counter to go through later, if you can at least get that junk mail out and like throw it away right, right then, <laughs> then you've like eliminated a bit instead of looking at it, setting it down, looking at it again, and then throwing it away later. When I lived in an apartment in New York, there was a trash can right next to my mailbox. So I kind of got in the habit there where I would get my mail and you just immediately throw away the junk mail. Um, so I think that kind of stuck with me there. Another thing that we do, right, is um, we have a family calendar, which helps a lot too. So we really block, you go to the, you were talking about like planning things years in advance. I mean, we are really blocking things out and I do try to sort of set it and forget it. So I try to do things on the same sort of rotation. So if I have a standing event that I'm going to do with, even if it was with friends, set okay, it's the third Thursday of the month, we we meet and we have coffee, right? So that you just sort of set it and forget it. And then you kind of block that time. I'm part of the Military Spouse JD Network, which is a bar association for military spouses. And these spouses, men and women, have amazing hacks for life and outsourcing always comes up. But the other thing is also time blocking. And so there's a mom of four who is amazing at it and kind of shows everybody and teaches her her ways. But if you time block and lawyers do this to block off groups of uh, periods of time where they can just really focus on one thing, because sometimes you have to 
block out that time, but you can also use it for your, your personal life too. And so going back to that spending quality time with my family, I'll block out that dinner time and I will block it out and put it on your calendar, my phone, I'm, I'm putting it on my phone, even my walks with my dog, I'll block out and I'll put walk with dog. And then I'm get the reminder on my outlook calendar and I go and I do it. Um, when I used to, you know, ride my Peloton, I would, I would block that time out too. I gotta get, I gotta get hooked back up because I just moved, but blocking that time out and setting it and forgetting it. And then you kind of plan around those other priorities. So you live by your Google calendar or whatever calendar you use. Outlook calendar, but yes. You live by it. Like through when you wake up through when you go to bed, you have things blocked off to, so that you mentally prepare to prioritize what's important to you. I do. And I even have a bedtime alarm. So I can remember to go to sleep on time. I actually have that too. (laughs) (laughs) It really is helpful, right? I've been getting so much more sleep. So uh, just any other last thoughts on hacks that you have? Because I do think that those are really helpful from a really busy mom to another busy mom. I mean, we do make make everything happen. It just sometimes... With the outsourcing and it goes with the whole family decision. The whole family has to decide which items are worth the investment in, right? If you're spending money to outsource something, it kind of has to be an all-in family decision. And if somebody likes doing something, then they should be doing that, right? You shouldn't outsource something someone enjoys to enjoys doing or has a preference for doing. So my husband does all the laundry in the house. He likes doing it. He has his ways of doing it. And it, I think it like he likes the routine of doing it. And so he does that. We don't outsource the laundry. Um, but for example, the washing machine broke at one point. And so then I did have to outsource the laundry because we couldn't do it at home. But also, you know, the kids, getting the kids involved in tasks early and just making it into a routine is really helpful. So we run our dishwasher at night and every morning someone has to unload it before we start our day. And so just those little things are just sort of setting the routine of just everybody's helping out and everyone's doing these things, I think is helpful. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that making sure that you have the priorities can communicated so you can't just have it in your head, like, oh, this is important to me. So everyone else should just know, I mean, we just, we just talk it out. Right. So kids picking which activities they want to do, they pick the things that they want to do. I don't pick for them because then they're more invested in it. They want to do it. My husband is a runner, so he'll be like, okay, here's the, the windows of time where the weather will support a good run, right? And so we block it into our family weekend to make sure that he can get on his run. And so we just sort of plan those things out in that way. Really interesting. Again, communicating it. Communication and make sure everybody has their needs met and everybody's doing okay and that you collaborate on what needs to be outsourced so the whole family operates. I love and, you know, it. It's really, it goes back when I was working at a law. So now I'm in-house at a company, but when I was working at a law firm before we have billable hours, so it was really simple back then to just sort of say, Hmm, I could work more and bill X amount of dollars, right? It was very easy to assign a dollar amount for each mm. hour and clean the toilets, right? <laughs> so which one would I rather do? Or can I pay somebody X amount of dollars and then I can make X amount of dollars in that same hour that I'm not doing that other task. And so that became a very easy way to look at it as well. So again, like cleaning, getting support, you know, just a weekly maintenance cleaning, right, is something that's really important. Just keep things moving, keep things going. 
and it's always like the cleaning before the cleaning right mm -hmm. so like picking up the, oh another good hack a Roomba I love my Roomba my robot <laughs> vacuum cleaner yeah because it forces everybody to clean their stuff up right because it can't run if there's a bunch of stuff on the floor so that's been a good hack that was sort of unintentional <laughs> but very fun to make sure that the Roomba can not eat the kids toys I love it I love it. Well, thank you so much, Lindsay, for all the hacks. And I will Absolutely. continue to look to you for uh, time-saving uh, advice because you really are the master. And this is really fun. We'll have to do it again. It was so fun. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for being here. One of the keys to both Lindsay's and my time management success has been to plan ahead of the entire year. And this is no different for you and your business. Download our free PDF planner to create an impactful strategic planning meeting and set your business and yourself up for a success every single year. The link to download is in the show notes. Ooh.